Friends, we have been ending our services online each week with a little title screen that says this, this verse from, from Paul's letter to Timothy. It says, God did not give us a spirit of fear. Uh, but we want to acknowledge the reality that many of us experience fear. And the disciples experienced fear. And so this story that we read from earlier and that we're going to talk through today uh, starts in a place of the disciples being afraid. And our text says that it's the first day of the week. It's, it's Sunday, and the disciples are gathered together in a house, and the doors are locked as we try everything we can to be secure and safe. And, and they're living in fear, and the text says that they're fe- in fear of uh, what the Judean authorities might, might come and do to them, that they've just watched their friend, their leader, the person that they cared for, that they followed, that they learned from, they've watched him be crucified, publicly shamed. And when I say that they watched it, in their heads they watched it because they weren't nearby. Uh, they were scattered. They were afar. They, the, the women were the ones who stayed close to him. And so these disciples who, who couldn't even follow Jesus to that terrible, terrible day, uh, that, that day that would cause this fear in them, uh, are still living in that state of fear on Easter Sunday. And it's a good reminder that Easter is not just one day, it's a season. And on that original Easter Sunday, uh, it's later in the day and it's evening time and they are gathered under locked doors. And maybe you also are living, whether you want to be or not, in a little bit of fear right now. Maybe that fear is, is like the disciples, thinking that the same fate is coming for you. But in this moment, it's that the same fate of the fatalities that you see in the news might be coming for you. As we see challenging, challenging, tough images, um, you know, the, the, the photos that were released from the Detroit hospital, you know, where the morgue was full, and we're not used to that. And the hospital having to decide where are we going to store the bodies. And in the face of such pain and grief, maybe that spirit of fear has entered into your space. Maybe you've closed whatever doors that are. Maybe that's closing the doors to the news. Um, whatever doors you've locked shut to keep safe as you've tried to close yourself off from the danger and the fear that might be out there. And I, I think about what, what things I've been afraid of in my life and where are those moments where I could say I was afraid. And uh, I grew up in Texas. I, I always say with the name Dallas, I wasn't born in Texas, but I happened to, to move there when I was a kid. And something that's true of people who live in Texas, we live around tornadoes. Tornadoes just happen. And so we're used to having more tornado sirens going off and, hey, go close yourself off in an inner room, close those doors, stay safe. And you don't really know because once you've gone inside in those walled-off spaces and you can't see what's going on outside you, you just are hoping that, that death and danger and pain are not coming for you that day. And so a little bit like when we close ourselves off uh, in that moment, uh, you don't have control. And you don't have control over the bad things that might come, but it's also true that we don't have control over the good things that might come. 
And in this story, the disciples are trying to lock themselves out from the world. And yet, with locked doors and walls, Jesus shows up in their midst. And it's this how on earth did that happen kind of moment, both the Easter Sunday, but also in this scene. How did Jesus get in here with the locked doors? And so Jesus and God's contagious love and peace show up no matter how much we lock God out or lock ourselves off from the world around us. And God is in their midst, and Jesus comes in and he says uh, this message about peace. He says, peace be with you. And I think that that idea of peace is such an important, essential part uh, of our faith. And, And when they talk about peace, it's not just absence of danger or absence of conflict. But peace is this harmony, this harmony between yourself and God and this harmony between yourself and those around you. And to be at peace is to be living at, you know, rightly with, with everyone. And isn't that something that we long for? You know, that we see little glimpses of it, but we just long to be at a time where we really live in peace. And so Jesus shows up and he says, peace be with you. And I want to remind you that that might not be maybe what the disciples would even expect Jesus to say to them in that moment because their last decision was not to follow Jesus to the cross, was to scatter, was to flee. And yet Jesus shows up with gentleness. Jesus shows up and doesn't come back rebuking them. Say, hey, where were you? Or rubbing it into Peter's face. You know, hey, you said you weren't going to deny me. We'll get to that time where Jesus shows love to Peter. But he shows up and says, peace be with you. And his gentleness also extends to you. No matter how long you've locked your doors to God, that gentle, loving welcome of peace is still offered to you. And that peace is some of the last things that Christ had told them uh, before they scattered. In the Gospel of John, Jesus has this long discussion with the disciples the night before he, um, when he was betrayed that night. He, he talks to them about the spirit of comfort and, and peace that would be coming to them. And he knows he's about to leave them and that they're about to be scattered and they're about to experience pain and he's about to experience pain. And in that moment, he tries to comfort them. In a moment where he could have been self-interested and tried to just comfort himself, he comforts his disciples. And this is what he says in John chapter 14, verses 25 through 27. In that farewell discourse, he says, I have said these things to you while I am still with you. But the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you everything and remind you of all that I have said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. I do not give it to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and don't let yourselves be afraid. And what a powerful thing to try to convey to someone. You're like, you don't even know that the challenge is right ahead of you. I want to leave you peace. While I'm still here with you, I want to say it. I want to share it. I want, I want you to feel that. And even though I'm going to be away, God's Spirit is still going to come in and, and bring you peace 
in the midst of a very difficult time. And so Jesus is both leaving and trying to bring closeness to them. And we live in that same tension and that same kind of paradox of in this time where we've all been made very physically distant from one another, I think it's also a time where we've felt spiritually and socially more connected. We we long for each other even more than we maybe ever have. And in the midst of this apartness, may we have peace. May we have God's comfort, God's encouragement in this difficult time. Because the peace that Jesus offered was not peace in the absence of fear, in the absence of of danger, of of pain. It was fear in the midst of it. And it's fear that can offer hands of scars on the side, uh, you know, where he's been wounded. And he can say, hey, peace be with you, even in the midst of the pain. And so God isn't calling you to a peace that ignores or, or acts like there's not danger. God understands why you try to lock the doors, but even when we try to close off ourselves to keep ourselves so very, very safe, God is going to fill in that space with the peace and the love that we need, that we desperately need so that we might have life together. And so in the midst of this scary time, the disciples are are afraid and yet When they see their risen Lord, they rejoice. And their emotions and their spirit and their life changes in that moment. And they find something worth being uh, joyful about. They find something worth laughing about, about celebrating together. And and I'm sure you know someone in your life whose laughter just changes your spirit. That when they laugh, you can't help but laugh with them. Just imagine that person's smile, their demeanor, their laughter filling that room with you and magnify it uh, to the exponential rates of God's joy filling and warming your life and your heart. May we all find those moments of where God is at work, where Easter Sunday is at work in our present day. Those stories of people who, who find life, who find health, who, who recover who give their lives over to submitting to, to serve one another, uh, who heroically go to support others in this difficult time. May those stories bring you a little bit of that Easter joy. May you find those stories of God at work to rejoice around, to celebrate together, so that we don't just live in the spirit of fear of Good Friday, but we live in a spirit of joy of Easter Sunday each and every day. And so, friends, that's what I want you to to just sit in today is, while it's easy to be afraid, let us rejoice. Let us act defiantly towards the powers of, 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 of death, of viruses, of everything that enslaves, and celebrate and praise the God who brings us all life. And so, would you just join me in prayer? Lord, We know that your spirit is so very, very close. And even in times where we feel distant from you or from other people, you are always there in our midst. And Lord, I ask that you would help every heart that is trying to wall itself off from others, that the stories of pain around us can make us want to turn off our emotions, turn off our receptivity to you and to others. 
And we ask that you would just open up our hearts to your peace and your love. Let us say yes to rejoicing about what you are doing in our lives. Let us have eyes to look for where you are at work, where you are already bringing about new life, and not just eyes for the danger that's on the horizon that makes us afraid. Lord, I ask that if whoever is watching that wants to say yes to you and to your peace and wants to accept that peace truly in their life, that you would make that peace felt so very really and very presently. And Lord, I I ask that you would help that person to feel connected to us even while we're physically distant. Lord, help us to be a church and a community that reaches out to those who are not near us, who who can call and who can email and and Facebook and and, and all the technology that allows us to continue to minister um, to your community on on this earth, Lord. We ask that you would allow our spirit of love to come through that digital communication. Lord, help our city, help our church, help our families, help each of us better live out that spirit of peace, of your victory in this world. It's in your name that we pray. Amen.